Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Are you ready to get in the Word today? Come on, touch three people. Say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Say this after me. Say, I'm here not because I want to be, (laughs) but because I have to be. Oh, come on, say this is not a me thing. It's not a you thing. It's a Jesus thing. Say, I'm not perfect. Turn to your neighbor and say, you know that I know. Come on, tell them it's bad. Say, we're not perfect, but we serve the one who is. Say, I love you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Help me not to leave like I came in Jesus' name. Now, if you believe that, put your 10-string instrument together today. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. I want to give you a message that God dropped in my spirit two weeks ago. The title of the message is simply this, when God changes your plans. When God changes your plans. Could that be any more fitting? Is that more appropriate than right now? Uh, You know, several weeks ago, I, I made a little trip to Galveston, Texas to surprise my dad. It was a little surprise trip. Didn't tell him I was coming. His birthday was December 12th. And so I left Baton Rouge early, early Saturday morning, like 4 a.m., jumped in the car, drove over to Galveston, pulled into the city limits, I guess a little after nine. I was rolling. And uh, when I pulled into the city limits, I called him up and dad picked up the phone and And I said, I just started singing happy birthday to him. That's kind of our normal routine. We wish each other happy birthday. Living long distance, I don't get to see him as much as I'd like. Sang to him happy birthday. I said, Dad, what are you doing on your birthday? How are you spending your special day? He said, well, I'm working today. He works at Whataburger. Come on, he loves it. I think it's hilarious. He loves Whataburger. So he's like, I'm I'm actually at Whataburger right now. And so I'm like, well, which location are you working at? Well, the one close to my house. So I'm talking to him on the phone. Now I got to find Whataburger. Well, I find it and I drive up into the parking lot. I still got him on the phone. I'm like, hey, dad, well, uh, you know, tell me about the weather. What's the weather like in paradise? He calls Galveston paradise. Well, it's a little cloudy. It's supposed to rain later today. We talked about the kids, talked about family. And, and then I asked him, I said, well, dad, if you could have anything you wanted for your birthday, what would it be? Well, he paused, he got a little quiet and he said, you know, I get lonely living over here by myself. He said, I wish I had my family around. I guess if I could have anything for my birthday, I would wish that I could spend it with family. Well, about that time when he said that, I walked through the door at Whataburger. He's still on the phone. And I get up to the table and I said, happy birthday. (laughs) And he was like shocked. I mean, he was just kind of discombobulated. He didn't know what to do. I mean, he was overwhelmed, broke him down in tears. And so he starts crying. I'm sitting there with him. And then all of the crew comes out and he's introducing me to to those that he works with. All the kitchen help came out. The manager came out. So they gathered around his table. I call them the Whataburger Tabernacle Choir. And they started singing happy birthday to him. Of course, he cries again. It was such a a fun surprise. And then the manager walked over to him and said, Howard, you don't need to be at work today. It's your birthday. Take the day, spend it with your son. And you know, I thought about that moment. 
he had a change of plans. He started that day anticipating one thing, but he got something very unexpected. You know, some days work out exactly as we planned. Most days don't. And I want to challenge you. I want to put this on your radar and, and just cause you to ask, what do you do when God changes your plans? You know, 2020 has been an unprecedented year. I don't think anybody could have planned this year between uh, pandemics, between, you know, uh, social unrest, uh, politics, uh, hurricanes, um, LSU football, uh, even Christmas at HPC. I didn't know when God gave me this message two weeks ago that I would have to apply it to just about every area of my life. Uh, but you know, the Christmas narrative teaches us something special about how to handle the unexpected. When God changes your plans, so many plans were changed that first Christmas 2,000 years ago, but perhaps nobody changed as much as Joseph and Mary. Their plans were totally turned upside down. And I want to give you a few thoughts. I want to give you three simple thoughts from their story that I think can help us as we talk about Un, uh, dealing with unexpected things. When God changes your plan, look at Luke chapter one, verse 26. The Bible tells us in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, for the Lord is with you. <laughs> Look at verse 29. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Now, I want you to consider just for a moment in Mary's life, and most scholars believe that she was 14, maybe 15 years old at best. You know, Mary had a plan. She had a plan for her life. When you're engaged, come on, ladies, when you're about to be married, how many know you making some serious plans? I mean, your wedding day has to be perfect. I mean, between flowers and invitations and the dress and the wedding party and the showers and you agonize over every detail. I guarantee you, Mary had a plan. She was engaged to be married. She wanted to settle down. I'm, I'm imagine she and Joseph probably had some, some conversations. Hey, let's, let's get that nice little the startup home in Nazareth. You know, it's got the picket fence. It's going to be in a good school district. Um, we're we're going to start our family. We're going to have three kids, and I've already got all the names picked out. Mary had a plan, but God had a different plan. God began to change her plans. In this one announcement, the angel of the Lord shows up and says, Mary, you're pregnant. <laughs> Game changer. Oh, by the way, Joseph is not the dad. In fact, you're pregnant by the Holy Spirit and that child inside of you is the son of God. I mean, never before in the history of the world had this idea of virgin birth ever been thought of. But yet here on this night, in this moment, through this announcement, God changes Mary's plans. Imagine what she must be thinking and feeling. The Bible says she was confused and disturbed. I guess I would too. You know, an announcement like that is changing all of my plans. Who in the world is going to believe that story? Who's Mary going to tell that's actually going to believe her? 
I mean, the, the angel Gabriel shows up and, and gives her this kind of news. Now, we sing songs like Silent Night, Holy Night, All is Calm, All is Bright. Listen, it wasn't calm this night. It wasn't bright for Mary. Everything had been turned upside down. I'm thinking if I'm in her shoes, I'm probably saying, hey, angel, don't leave. If this is what's about to happen in me, you've got to come with me and help me explain this to my parents. They're not going to believe this. Oh, and yeah, we got to have a meeting with Joseph because there's no way he's buying this. Mary tells Joseph, hey, I'm pregnant and it's not you, but it's God. <laughs> How many know that is a game changer? Change of plans. You see, God knew that this moment was going to be so incredible, so supernatural, so extraordinary, that he did something extraordinary to bring this information to her. He sent an angel. You know, for us, God probably won't send an angel, but he does give us his word. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us in moments like this. Three simple things I think we can take away from her journey. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, when God changes your plan, he's trying to get your attention. Sometimes we're not the best listeners. Can I have a good amen? Sometimes we suffer from spiritual ADD. We're so busy in our world, working our plan, making our decisions. And there's so many decisions for us to make in life. Some decisions are big and some are small. But God wants us to be informed. When we make decisions, he wants to get our attention and give us direction. How many of you at the beginning of this year, in January, you had a plan? You wrote down some goals. Here's what you mapped out this year to look like. Well, here it is in December. How's your plan working for you? You know, sometimes we need to write our plans. It's not wrong to have a plan, but write it in pencil. And then let the Holy Spirit erase some of our thoughts and write some of God's thoughts. You see, Mary teaches us that in these unexpected moments, when our plans change, it's heaven's way of trying to get our attention. I promise you that night, God had Mary's attention. I was talking to my mom this week and she used to live right outside of Dallas in a small town called Waxahachie. And she told me about this restaurant that she loved to go to for special occasions, like for her birthday, some of her girlfriends, they would, they would go to this place called the Dove's Nest. And it was a family-owned and operated restaurant, but it was also combined with this retail, this, this store, kind of like a gift boutique shop. So it was a restaurant and shop all in one. And it's interesting because the family that owned it lived upstairs, but the restaurant and the shop were downstairs. And I said, Mom, did you ever introduce yourself to the family? What was it like? I've always wondered what it would be like to live upstairs and work downstairs. And then God began to show me, you know, that's what's happening here on earth. As believers, we work down here, but God wants us to live up there. Sometimes we get so busy in our work down here that we miss what God's saying up there. Are you with me? Christmas gives us an opportunity to lift up our heads from our work and be more connected with where our hearts live, where the Spirit of God leads. This night, heaven was coming down into Mary's world. You know, God wants to get our attention. 
Sometimes we think we know better than God, but God has to rearrange some things. Sometimes God even uses pain and disappointment to talk to us. He wants to speak to us out of love because he doesn't want you to have a broken heart, a broken body, broken relationships, or broken dreams. When we listen to God, we become positioned and prepared for an even better plan. Notice what it says here in verse 30. The angel tells her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Somebody say favor. You found favor with God. You'll conceive, you'll give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. You see, listen, Mary wasn't going to give that baby a name. Heaven had already named that child. Oh, and I love that name, Jesus. The name Jesus means savior. Look at what it says, verse 32. He will be very great and will be called Son of the Most High. For the Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. You see, the first takeaway is when God changes our plan, he's trying to get our attention. But the second thing I want you to see is this. When he changes our plans, he's telling us he has a better plan. God's plan is better. His ways are higher. His thoughts are greater. Mary, I know you and Joseph had talked and prepared and and this was your moment, but when heaven interrupts that moment, God's trying to tell us, I've got something better for you. Notice the, the angel says, Mary, you are favored by God. But that favor on Mary's life was not just for that moment and it wasn't just for her. God wanted to bless her with a child but God also wanted to bless the world with a savior. Do you see that? If Mary would have held on to her plans, her life would have been so small. But when she surrendered to a greater plan, guess what? God's plan was not just better, but it was bigger. God has a bigger plan, a bigger opportunity. You see, had Mary insisted on doing her own thing her own way, I believe that Mary and Joseph would, would have been just another footnote in history. But now, 2,000 years later, here we are. We're talking about this Mary moment. You see, divine interruptions can also be known as Mary moments. You know, trucking along, doing your own thing. Here comes God changing some things. He gets our attention, and he's telling us, I have something better. I've got something bigger. You know, I was thinking just in my own journey, when I was young, when I was in, in high school, as a young boy growing up, I had plans for my life. Sports was my love language. I, athletics was, I spent all of my time and energy focusing on sports, basketball. And I had a, a plan for my journey, my career, what I wanted to pursue. Uh, it's interesting because uh, several months ago, Trevor was digging through some of our old, we have these VHS cassettes. How many of you remember? Some of you got a VCR right now. How many of you still got a VCR somewhere in a closet, still using it? Yes, indeed. He found this VHS cassette, and it was a highlight reel of my senior year in high school. And so he puts it in. We, we had a VCR. He, put, he puts it in. He starts watching these highlights of me in high school. And you know what he said? Two things caught his attention immediately. First of all, he says, Dad, your shorts, <laughs> they were short. Man, it looks like you're running around in your underwear out there. Come on, running up and down the court, man, just buns on fire. Little skinny shorts. I'm glad that the wardrobe has changed over the years. He said, Dad, why are your shorts so short? And then the second thing he says, Dad, you never missed a shot. 
Every shot you took, it went in. You were amazing. Now see, look, he was just looking at my highlights. He didn't know my low lights. Come on, they had to edit that thing down a whole lot just to pick out my great moves and my great plays. And Trevor was like, Dad, why didn't you go to the NBA? You could have been LeBron, MJ. I mean, why are you a preacher? I said, well, son, I could have made it to to the NBA, but I I just gave it all up for Jesus so I could be a pastor. And uh, yeah, he knew that that wasn't true. But you know, I had a plan as a kid growing up but I had to surrender to a greater plan for my life. And can I tell you this? I wouldn't trade what I do now for anything in the world. I feel like I'm living my best life now. Whatever dream or desire that I had in my heart as a young kid, God had something so much better. And I know some of you can identify. Some of your hopes and dreams haven't played out like you thought. And maybe this year has taken a big twist and turn. Can I tell you, God wants to get your attention. He's telling you, my child, I love you. I'm in control. But then he also wants you to see he's got a bigger plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, the Bible says this, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good. Come on, somebody say good. You see, God's trying to work all this together. Whatever uncertainty or upheaval is in your life, God's trying to work it all together for your good. He said, the plans that I have for you, they're for good, not for disaster, but to give you a future and a hope. Can I tell you this, church? I want you to hear me. And uh, I think I'm speaking prophetically into somebody's life right now, but I want you to receive this. Sometimes good things have to fall apart so even better things can come together. I want you to hear that. Hear that with your spirit. Sometimes a good thing has to fall apart so God can bring a better thing together. Look at how messy Mary's life was. This announcement changed everything. But in the middle of the mess, God was working a miracle. And I believe that's the hope of Christmas. In the midst of a messy year, God says, I can perform a miracle if you'll give me the mess. Uh, Let's finish together. Look at what it says here in verse 38. Mary responded. Here was her response. What do you do when your world falls apart, when God changes your plans? Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant May everything you've said about me come true. And then the angel left her. You know, you know what our response is when God changes our plan? It's simply this, surrender. Surrender. Sometimes God requires surrender of us. It doesn't mean we have to understand the why, the how, the when, but we just trust him. And here's the good news. When you surrender your plans, to God's greater purposes. Watch what happens here. God becomes fully responsible for the outcome. I want you to hear that. This removes the pressure and the worry that sometimes we apply to ourselves because as long as I'm working my plan, then the pressure's on me to make it happen. But if I surrender my plan to God's purpose, then he becomes fully responsible for the outcome. He guarantees the results. You know, the truth is, this year has been a a very crazy, unpredictable year. But I'm telling you, 2021, it may not be any different. You have no control over next year. You don't know what's gonna happen next year. 
But the good news is you don't have to know. I don't know what my future holds, but I'm confident in who holds my future. And the hope of Christmas this year, from 2,000 years ago, we can see that that little poor peasant girl named Mary, 14, 15 years old, unassuming, just living her life, when God interrupted her plans, he had a better plan. And he held that little girl in his sovereign hand. And the favor that God put upon her in that moment of surrender, it didn't just bless her, but it blessed the whole world. You know, God doesn't need our experience. He doesn't even need our expertise. But you know what God asks of us? Surrender. Surrender. I I think Christmas, in, in, in the next few days, and some of you do this today, some of you will exchange gifts. You know, if I were to give you a gift, and, and, and wrap it up all nicely. It was under your tree. It'd be a beautifully wrapped gift because my wife would wrap it. But if I were to give you a gift and you put it under your tree and you never get around to opening that gift. Let, let's say I see you in January. Hey, did you like the gift? Did you like the gift that I got? Oh, sorry, pastor. I, I didn't really have a chance to unwrap it, man. I got a little busy, got distracted. So many things were happening. How many of you know that as the giver, I would be disappointed? because I had you in mind when I gave the gift. I would be disappointed, but then you would miss the blessing that the gift guarantees. You know, the truth is millions of people will celebrate Christmas this year. There'll be gifts that will be exchanged, but the greatest gift that you can unwrap is the gift of eternal life through Jesus. Don't leave that gift unopened. Of all the things that you celebrate and all the gifts that will be exchanged, the most important gift is the gift of Jesus. And right now, I want to pray for you. Maybe you're in your home, maybe you're by yourself, maybe you're with family. But right now, I want you just to bow your heads in this moment. This is you and God. And as you do some inventory of your life, you kind of reflect on this year. Is God trying to get your attention? Maybe things haven't worked out in your business, in your family, in a relationship, or with a child. Maybe there's been tremendous turmoil and uncertainty. What's God trying to say to you? Would you surrender to him? I want to pray with you today. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for all those that are watching online in this moment. Father, I thank you that even when you change our plans, we can trust that your plan is better and it's bigger exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even imagine. I pray for those who've never received Christ right now. God, your word is simple. and It speaks right to where we live. You said if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. I pray the gift of salvation in every heart, every, every person that's watching right now. God, I thank you for your faithfulness. When we ask you to come in, God, you come inside of our hearts and you dwell inside of this vessel. Lord, we love you. God, we honor you. We thank you for forgiveness. God, we don't have to live in fear. A surrendered life is a life that's well guarded by the hand of heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, isn't that great? Fantastic. I love praying that prayer with you. Continue to surrender to the plans of God. I know he's gonna lead you and guide you and direct you. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, 
visit healingplacechurch.org.